And this is The Rocker Recovery, and this is Angie Meadows. And this is Will. And we're doing Lesson 8 in the Relationship Addiction book. Today's lesson is the recovery from relationship addiction. So last lesson, we looked at the addiction cycle, the intense passion, the roller coaster, the trauma drama, and then the chew you up and spit you out. (laughs) So relationship addictions never bring health or healing. So if you're in a cyclical relationship that you've been in for maybe a decade, and it's not better, it's worse, Eh, it's really time to evaluate this. So this re- this chapter is going to teach us how to recover from that. So here's the introduction. You can only control yourself. Attempting to control others will drive you crazy. Oh, amen. <laughs> if the relationship is violent or destructive, it is time to receive good counsel and step back physically and emotionally. Then you can determine what is best for you. So I have to determine what is best for me. And once I've done what's best for me, now I have something left to do for somebody else. So addictive relationships will not usually start to recover without a crisis. So when the crisis comes, you know, it can be good. The crisis can be good. Mm -hmm. It can force you to look at reality and make a plan that looks different from your future. If you stay in an addictive relationship pattern, you will not like who you become. No, you're going to lose yourself. You're going to become an angry, bitter person. And you're not going to be better. You're not going to be growing and maturing. And you're going to land in a place that's not safe. And your future will look like your past. Here we go. There may be a period that you cannot emotionally handle saying no and seeing another suffer from their own insecurities. Most of our enabling behaviors are because we struggle to let another person suffer. But a period to allow them to grow and mature and make good choices without you is healthy. Protect your recovery. So as you're recovering from a relationship addiction, uh, the other person may start to recover too, but they're still in the victim cycle. They're still in this immature discontent suffering and you need to let them sit there you need to let them suffer if you're going and rescuing thinking oh they may hurt themselves they may this or that you're usurping this lesson for them instead they need more help than what i can give them and i need to get them a place a counselor a group a support group uh, a place where they can start working on their own selves make your choices based upon what is best for you in the long term however they have treated you in the past is likely how they will treat you in the future without radical personal awareness of their behaviors and voluntarily seeking to grow and change. All promises without action are called future faking to bait you back on the hook. <laughs> oh, here's your little here's your little bone. You can chew the bone. Here's your little worm on the hook. Let's hook you back in. <laughs> so this lesson is to escape the relationship addiction cycle. Number one, what do I want to do? Heal your inner self. Yeah, I want to work on me. Number two. Know what you want in a partner. Yeah. What will I, what do I want? What do I not want? What will I tolerate? What will I not tolerate? I want to understand how this cycle keeps going on and on. And you may look at your relationship and name the cycles as it go around. And every now and then find something new that they've thrown in there. (laughs) But that will empower you not to engage it and internalize it, but to externalize these behaviors and to give you some freedom from the emotional distress. So number five. Have strong, healthy boundaries. Six. Say no often. Absolutely. Build your own identity. Seven. Push back on any dominance. Eight. Control any immature victim mentally Uh, on both sides. Correct. 
any immature victim mentality, mentality. on both sides. Yeah, so if I'm being a victim, I'm not in a healthy spot. i got to set with that and move it. Number nine. Accept responsibility for your actions. Mm-hmm. So if I was throwing things, <laughs> I'm the one that needs to go back and apologize and say I'm not going to do that no more and set up boundaries with myself. Number 10. Don't make yourself too available. Number 11. Don't answer texts quickly and see if the person has a meltdown and if they are disrespectful of your time. 12. Voice your opinions and see if they are respected or reshaped. And 13. Be slow to make a decision. Yeah, so I want to mature. I want to work on my own emotional maturity. I want to recognize intense lust creates dysfunctional relationships. I want to recognize a passive aggressive behaviors, those push pull, you know, come here. Nope, go away. I don't want you. I want you. No, I don't want you. I want you. <laughs> so surround yourself with accountability. Face your past so that your future can look this different. Stop denying what's going on. Uh, find safe people. A lot of times, um, uh, people will say our skeletons belong in the closet, children. We don't talk about this to anybody outside this house. And that's that's not healthy. That's not healthy for the family. That's not healthy for the children. Number eight, we want to ask for accountability partners to expose our blind spots. And next, we want to find a servant's heart, not with the person that we're addicted to, but with those near our inner circle, like elderly parents, children, co-workers, friends, handicapped neighbors, elderly we want to be able to continue working um, to fulfill ourselves with others so that this relationship won't have so much power over us but we'll have other people in our life so what does it look like to work a recovery program find safe relationships worth investing in Mm -hmm. find several number two Realize if you have developed devouring behaviors. Yeah, you may have developed these behaviors. You may have watched somebody. You may have had them done on you, and now you're doing them in your next relationship. Number three. Understand how your relationship failures repeat themselves. Yeah, sometimes they get a little bit better, and so you'll tolerate them. You'll fit them into your life, and then sometimes they get worse each time around. Number four. Recognizing any overreacting emotionally to situations as a sign to deal with your unhealed wounds yes number five work on becoming a whole person i know that i'm not a whole person if i'm constantly divided if i keep losing my peace number six develop your own identity and when i have my own identity I feel safe in my own skin. I feel my boundaries are respected. I feel I have power to say no. I I feel like I have um, some authority over my destiny and where I'm headed in life. Number seven. Attend a love and sex addiction recovery meeting and just listen. Yeah, just listen. All right. Real relationships are not fairy tales. They are work with lots of struggles. So, dear friends, I urge you as aliens and strangers in this world to abstain from sinful desires, which war against your soul in 1 Peter 2.11. So, uh, my soul is my mind, my will, and my emotions. So, when I indulge in a toxic relationship, my soul is going to be in constant turmoil. So, is there any hope for a marriage like this? It is helpful to recognize these behaviors so you can detach from your emotions and stop the manipulation and dominance. Hmm. Health through boundaries are often met with the other person ending the relationship. Yeah, but at least you know. 
it was not real love. <laughs> yeah, if you put up a boundary and they're just like, that's it, uh, you, I'm not going to be here anymore, then you know, they never really loved you anyway. You must empower yourself to be able to set boundaries. A boundary isn't a real boundary if another person can violate it and you have no power to implement a consequence and have no resolve to, to enforce, enforce it. it. Yeah. Work on financially empowering yourself so you are free to choose to stay or go. Okay, so in domestic violence, Will, um, you know exactly what to do. And you get there, and you have no power to do it. It's like this person has such a dominance over you that you've lost a whole part of yourself, and you've lost a whole part of your ability to even make decisions. So as soon as you get in front of them, you're absolutely doing whatever they tell you to do. So if you're in a relationship like that, you've got to have some distance. If a person truly changes, they will be responsible, submit to counseling, accountability partners, and constantly, consistently works a recovery program to heal their past wounds. It is possible for them to recover, but this is a lot of work. Underneath these behaviors is a very wounded soul. They must recognize their dysfunction and determine to heal the change or heal and change only they can make those decisions yes yeah, so if i'm with somebody i set up strong boundaries i do what's best for me and they say i will go to counseling i'll get accountability partners i will consistently work on this i don't want to lose this relationship there's too much good here i want to work on my past wounds i want to go to recovery groups i want to read books i want you to tell me what i'm doing wrong i want you to make me a list of what i have to do to come back and then they can spend six months doing that You've got some potential to be able to move forward in this relationship and heal it. But if not, if they're blaming you, if they're discontent, if they're distracted with other relationships, it's, it's not worth going back to. The best thing you can do is work on your own recovery and accountability program. Amen. This will either propel the other person in a recovery program or will cause the situation to escalate. Addictive relationships never bring health or healing. This is just another form of addiction. So when I'm talking to you about a recovery program, it may not have uh, substance use be, uh, abuse in it. It may just have relationship abuse in it. Uh, it may just have domestic violence. It may, it may just have intense control and confusion. It may not have that other stuff, but there is a recovery that has to be done in relationships from these immature behaviors to start developing character. So let's see, is this a game? Number one. Are there true are they truly repented or just sorry for the consequences? Number two. Do they have a short and long term plan for recovery? Number three. Are they dealing with the real problem or just the consequences? Four. Do they have an accountability partner or a recovery group? Number five. Are they willing to under are they willingly under authority with a good attitude, courts, family, employment, school, etc.? Number six. Have they accept have they accepted full responsibility for their poor choices without complaining? Yeah, I did this. I deserve whatever consequence you give me. Number seven. Who received the last financial consequence for their poor decisions, you or your loved one? Number eight. Are they hiding anything? Number nine. Are they developing accountability groups and a support team? Ten. Are they choosing healthy friends? Eleven. Are they making restitutions for their past offenses number 12 
do they respect your boundaries are you able to safely say no and be accepted 13 are they serving others and giving back to their family and community oh that's very important isn't it yes number 14 do they constantly repeat a cycle of regret alternating with behavior behavioral relapse or abuse if of so abuse? yeah if so they know they need, they need stronger boundaries and or harder consequences yep. work on sober expectations of this relationship not fairy tales so positive behaviors indicative of recovery number one building relationships with where there is a mutual sharing and support oh now that's that's healthy right number yes. two grieving after relapse and vol- voluntarily setting up stronger accountability number three willingly submits to one another in love, respect, and kindness. So if I was relapsing in a relationship emotionally, I would be whining, blaming the other person, uh, stabbing them, arguing with them, backstabbing them, bringing them up their past, uh, manipulating them, um, you know, saying they said things they didn't say, and I'm in total relationship relapse. <laughs> but if I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm doing this and they would give me a signal to say okay you're doing that again and I take a breath and I walk away and I'm going to work on another pattern I'm going to work on my own emotions I'm going to work on my own loving and respecting and kindness and not opening my mouth unless I'm kind there might be some hope there but I've got to get some space there some distance so that I can govern myself so what are some possible needs in this relationship you may want to use a third party or rebuild the relationship. Yeah, so I might want to rebuild a relationship with a counselor in the middle. Number two. Ang- anger management skills may be necessary. Three. Money management skills may be necessary. Yeah, there's got to be some shared power in decision making financially. Number four. Someone monitor- monitor- monitoring the situation who is not emotionally invested in the outcome. Yeah. Number five. Someone who is authoritative. Authoritarian. Authoritarian enough to hold me accountable with tough consequences when I set up my boundaries and then violate them myself. <laughs> so if I set up boundaries and then I violate them myself, I got to have a consequence for me that I set up for me if I did that. So when it comes to relationship recovery, do not expect perfection, but do require progress. So let's see, what does accountability look like? Sometimes addictive family relationships, and these are like with parents, uh, siblings, that type of stuff, need more boundaries number one keeping our financial account open to the scrutiny of another who understands addiction make a budget learn money management skills Mm -hmm. number two keeping all your phone calls with toxic relationships on speakerphone for others to hold you accountable to not be sucked in again Mm -hmm. number three keep all your visits short or with a trusted friend or companion with you if you share parenting and must go interact with them number four no physical or verbal contact with a specific uh for a specified specified period may be needed number five letter writing for 30 days to a year may be appropriate if the person is incarcerated or you share parenting responsibilities or they are a verbal abusive family member yeah so if you want it, it identify what you want in a healthy relationship and refuse any other nonsense. So what are some qualities for a healthy relationship? Loyal and faithful. Dependable. Good to parents, your parents, your siblings, your friends and even animals. 
compassionate. They're kind with good manners. Teachable. Ugh. They're goal-oriented. Respectful. They're a good provider and very protective. Servant leadership. Yeah, so they don't just sit there and demand, but they're serving others, and you're serving too. Good relationship or reputation. A good reputation. So list the qualities of what you are looking for in a partner. Have courage and trust the recovery process in a relationship. And some relationships aren't worth saving, Will. They're just not. You've been around this block a lot of years with them, and they're not making movement. And the only movement they make is blaming you. And so you know it's not going to heal if there's not personal responsibility. So addictive relationships never bring health or healing. So in conclusion. Work a plan to not enable others to stay on a destructive path. Enabling enabling and excusing, excuse-making can cause a quick slide into an addictive relationship relapse. Yeah, so listen to your words. Are you making excuses for them now that you're they've backed up a little bit and they're a little suffering and now you're making excuses? In early addiction recovery, a relationship addiction may trigger one or both people to go back into life-threatening substance use disorder. I've seen people in recovery get in relationships too early well and they go out, they relapse, and they do die. Many, many. Yeah. And uh, so if you're in recovery, I would ask you to set up a boundary. If you know that this relationship addiction pattern is part of your problem, set up a boundary with yourself to not go into something like this, not go into relationships too quickly. This is a plight of most domestic violent relationships. It is difficult to escape if the relationship has become an addiction. You give away your power to gain power over another. Ouch. That's the whole root of it, isn't it? Yes. Mm-hmm. You don't have an identity and develop an identity in someone else and then think if they leave you, you have lost yourself. Yeah, your whole your whole life uh, goal is to fix this relationship. So instead, study and heal your insecure attachment behaviors. It takes great courage to step back from controlling and manipulating outcomes. In recovery, we need somebody to monitor all our decisions regarding our toxic relationships. In early substance use disorder recovery, we cannot trust our own judgment. Yep, our people picker is broke. (laughs) Abstain from relationships for at least a year. If you are prone to relationship addiction patterns and have previously relapsed after a breakup, a two-year waiting period would be much better. You would have time to work on your own recovery and then sustain it and attractively, actively. actively teach it to others. Yeah, so once I can sustain my own uh, relationship recovering now, I can actively teach it to others. So, Father, be my advocate. I can't even see the forest for the trees. I don't know which way is up. I wake up with anxiety, and I'm too empathic, and it's too... and. Um, my empathy is too strong for others and they abuse me. I forget and repeat my failures. Please forgive me, Lord, and heal my wounds. Without you, Lord, this is impossible. Be my Father, be my God, be my Deliverer. Deliver me from all addictive relationship patterns and all other addictions. And amen. Amen. And amen. And this was Angie Meadows. And Will. And we love you.